Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Dead. Details later. Uh, my name is Cole. I'm talking to Josh. Hello. I don't know how far apart away we are, but it's we're, we're keeping it COVID. It's very safe. Yeah, that's still going on. I mean, maybe by the time this episode comes out, um, the aliens will have been... Uh, they might have come down at this point to come talk to us. Uh, an asteroid might have blown up the Earth, so maybe this episode isn't even out. Uh, maybe this is the last vestige of modern technology that future generations will happen upon hundreds of years down the road. Wouldn't that be uh, something? Yeah. I, I, w I would love if the only thing that uh, future <laughs> humans could salvage from the old Earth was like 12 episodes of this podcast that had 22 <laughs> listeners. Hey, by the time by the time this one comes out, I, what is this? This is going to be like episode 23 or something, isn't it? uh something like that yeah man okay so the lighthouse this is a 2019 2019 no? baby or is it 2020 no 2019 okay. in short just to very briefly summarize there are two men who are tending to a lighthouse on a very small island at sea after two weeks the ship that is supposed to pick them up does not do that they're in the middle of a storm and uh, things get crazy oh yeah man i so i went into this with wait this very was the, high this is the first time you've seen it right this is the first time i've seen it Hell and yeah. based on your response uh and the response of everyone i know who has seen it i was like i, I really put the bar up high right i i i, I love this movie like yes. this is um it also and I'm going to, I feel bad already because I, is, is it Roger or Robert? Robert. Uh, Robert? Robert Eggers? Um, wow. Uh, th this is, uh, so he did The Witch as well. He as did. well, correct? Yep. Okay. Uh, we discussed that. I, I liked The Witch. But I, I think this for me really solidifies like why you're such a big fan. Uh, of like, him like, or just of The Witch? Uh, of him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm correct, you seem to be. Oh yeah, pretty, man. Yeah, yeah. Like um, he, he and Ari Aster are like two guys who just came out of the gate with two incredible films right away. Ari Aster, I get fully. Um, but once again, like the, the the witch didn't hit every note for me. Right. This movie is just <laughs> oh, yeah. start to finish. I I loved it, and not only that, but I'm sure you've noticed. Like lately, I am uh, very fond of shorter films mm -hmm. i'm kind of looking for like a nice uh tight package this is a fairly long movie and i actually wish it was longer yeah this was like what two and a half hours ish or so two and a half hours yeah and i feel like i could have watched it for another hour easily and have been very entertained i could spend an entire eight hour work day just listening to willem dafoe and robert pattinson talk in these um in their respective accents and, like, this dialogue was fucking incredible, dude. And, like, both of them... I think this is the best thing that I've ever seen uh, Rob do. 100%. Um, man, I, I'm so I'm so proud of him. Yeah, I'm so happy that he, he was able 
to make a bunch of money on that fucking schlock, and then now he just does movies that he likes, I assume, and uh, kills every role. He's he's so fucking good. I can't. I struggle to think of anyone that has like won me over as much as Pattinson has from where he started. <laughs> uh, I, I always expect good things from Defoe. Uh, but had you told me about this pairing in a film like 10 years ago, it would have sounded bizarre. And like, man, they did. I, w- I would love to see the two of them together again at some point. Absolutely. They did yeah. such a good job. Yeah. And I, I think yeah, their, like their the, chemistry is incredible. Yeah. It, it was like, it, it was comedic. It was tense. Like, there's so many different layers of things that made me enjoy watching the two of them. I'm I'm, I'm going to stop rambling for a little bit just to let you get. It, I, I love the movie. Like this is, it's so dope. I'm so happy that you uh, enjoyed it as much as I thought you were going to. Um, even like, if I don't, I watched this a few days ago, uh, so my memory's a little fuzzy because. For some reason, you know, in in ear one in one eye out the other. Every time I watch a fucking movie, it's just uh, I love it when I'm doing it, and then it's gone. But uh, it opens, and the, immediately, I the music is there music. I remember a lot of sounds specifically. Yeah. Um, I do think that there is subtle music in the background of some scenes. Hmm. Maybe I just made up the opening score in my head. Uh, but you get that immediate, um, super strange aspect ratio that totally like sets the tone immediately, um, and makes, it just puts you on edge a little bit, at least for me. And it also really like helped, um, put you in, again, he's so good at setting the scene Mm -hmm. and setting the setting, um, along with the the film style that he used and again like his use of lighting and everything is just so natural feeling and i don't even know where i'm going with this thought from the jump you i knew that i was going to love this movie like as as soon as it started and like especially they make they're heading to this island um on a ship obviously because that's how it happens um and then as soon as they make land and you get this shot of uh, Pat walking up the beach. Uh, and it's like, it's so hard to make out any details because it's so fucking dark and grainy. It's not a bad thing. No. Well, like you said, with the lighting, every scene was well done, set up. And like, yeah, even when you couldn't see much, it felt very intentional and it worked really well Mm -hmm. the texture of the film is is so so nice so nice (laughs) also with the aspect ratio i actually thought that i had accidentally ordered the standard definition (laughs) version at first and it made me really happy when i realized that it was intentionally meant to be a square yeah i saw this um at uh cinecenter like the uvic um theater and Mm -hmm. yeah when it opened up and I like I actually didn't even notice that the aspect ratio was off until Jane pointed it out at the end of the film, but um, I definitely noticed it watching it at home. Um, it, it, it's so nostalgic in the best way, like, and it 
you know, I'm, I'm such like a massive fan of Hitchcock. Yeah. And the, the lighting, the aspect ratio, the fact that this is a black and white film, it really did feel like you're unearthing a gem from like way long ago that just mm -hmm. somehow flew under your radar magically. Totally. Like, oh man, it's, it's so good. It looks so good. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I, I could just say that over and over and feel like I'm saying something new every time. I feel like we probably will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, man. I guess. Yeah, it, it I, guess looks I guess that's kind of like what I'm realizing is that Robert Eggers is like one of the best visual filmmakers that I that have come out in in years, at uh, least for my aesthetic. I was gonna say with the witch, one of the things that did really get me is just that bleak sense of creeping dread like just the scenery mm -hmm. implies fear and you're you're just never fully comfortable totally and it, oh yeah it, it feels so actually, desolate yeah it's, it's very barren but this movie here i also felt like and i feel like you you might have thought this as well the actual lighthouse or the building that they're in that kind of looked cool like i wouldn't mind working there for a week or two not with someone that i absolutely despised yeah i would love to like write the next american novel there if i was there either alone or with like a buddy or something yeah i think that'd be pretty slick yeah not like the actual like... island looked pleasant yeah well the pleasant's kind of a strong word there's nothing there except for rocks correct <laughs> 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 definitely no sand on that beach though that actually I, I think that that a nail on the head that's probably why i liked it so yeah. much um, uh so the story here is that uh a younger man uh played by robert pattinson uh is coming out to join uh willem defoe who is the lighthouse keeper uh as his sort of assistant kind of um it's revealed later on that the previous assistant uh has died uh, after going mad oh man sorry you just oh man okay I've, I've already forgotten stuff about this film and now it's coming back yeah, oh, yeah. the oh. more we talk about it the more i'm like really starting to get those juices flowing again mm -hmm. uh but um i found even the second time watching it like it was almost hard to pick up on what each character was saying especially willem dafoe like until you get into the rhythm of how they speak and the words that they use um like the it's not like the accents aren't clear it's just especially willem just speaks so fucking quickly um and in just such a flawless reproduction of a, a bygone accent like he 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 strikes me as like almost i've been watching a lot of the simpsons but almost like that sea captain came, come to life it's way too much like a real person. Yeah. <laughs> like that I would meet in Newfoundland or something. Totally. You know, this was like, shot in Nova Scotia, eh? Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I also really enjoy, though, the fact that at the beginning, they don't really... I guess Willem Dafoe talks a lot, but Robert Pattinson's pretty quiet. For the like, first, like, two-thirds. Like he, he... And I think a lot of the the setup is willem dafoe kind of like poking at him to like try to get him to speak and like mm. open up a little bit more oh he's the most like he he's so aggravating but also 
like he you you warm up to him it's he's so it's so quick to jump between really liking that character and then absolutely hating him and then back and feeling bad for him and then also just like despising him again like back and forth and back and forth um i guess that goes to the writing of the character he's he's so grating rightfully so it do do, does seem to kind of be like a depending on how much alcohol he has consumed yeah yeah (laughs) that ability changes yeah uh you know he he hits like that warm like couple drinks every single night where he's he's chill for about an hour or so but then he keeps drinking and then he trips that line again yeah um, but when he's when he's sober, he's like, like the most annoying boss. I definitely wouldn't want to work with him. That's for sure. No, I would. Well, working with him might not be bad, but working for him would be a fucking torture. Oh God, like, that 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 is another thing. Like, uh, this film, I think, would really make a lot of people put their job into perspective in the sense of like. The work that Robert Pattinson is doing over the course of the day just at no point in time looks remotely appealing. Well, some like, of it seems fine. Like the painting of the lighthouse and the... Uh... Doesn't he get dropped and, like, knocked unconscious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the job itself is fine. It's just the fact that Willem Dafoe is a dickhole. Correct. And <laughs> Assuming that everything was... Yeah. Like, if I'm doing that it... with, like, a better boss... Somebody who sure. is a member of the Better Business Bureau or something like, yeah, I'm sure it'd be fine. Yeah, it could be a good job. It just, just like definitely a general be. handyman in the cold rain. Oh man, that weather. Yeah, and I didn't. Uh, I read apparently like they actually waited for the weather to actually be like lame to film this. That makes sense. And it was just freezing. That would make for a difficult film film mm-hmm. that would make for difficult film conditions difficult condi- difficult <laughs> conditions in which to film is what i'm trying to say yeah no kidding i, I yeah I, I i don't get enough of how filmmaking works still no but like so like so uh just while we're on the topic of robert pattinson's work um mm-hmm. he he's doing all these like menial tasks and there's this one scene where he drags this like must be over a hundred pound uh like canister of kerosene from the bottom of the lighthouse all the way up to the top Mm -hmm. and he's he's struggling with it and it's like killing him and he finally gets up there and willem dafoe basically like reprimands him for bringing it up there and shows him this smaller canister of kerosene so you get the impression that he's been told to do all these jobs but not how to do them uh, yeah and it's not like he's been a lighthouse keeper's assistant oh sorry a wiki a wiki's assistant that's what that's what willem defoe calls himself he's a wiki <laughs> anyway you get the impression that he hasn't been really told how to do any of his work so he's just like working incredibly hard when he doesn't have to almost kind of like seemingly like Willem Dafoe is punishing him for being there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He, he's intentionally making his life hell just to see how much he can put up with. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, the scene where he is bringing the drum up those steps, like the way in which he acted, that was 
Like it, it, I feel like it unlocked like three key memories from my past of being like a young go-getter trying to prove myself in the in the workforce. Yeah. Like, ooh. <laughs> just like like multiple moments where it's like, yeah, yeah. Would have been would have been really nice to have a proper walkthrough instead of just having someone tell you what to do but not how to do it, and then you're just doing like the most difficult possible variation of whatever that whatever that thing is also the the scenes of the two of them having supper every night mm. just become that much more frustrating after watching the events of their day and also so for the first like two weeks i'm pretty sure willem dafoe's character has alcohol every night i think so oh and then uh, yeah pattinson won't drink yeah he just has water oh but didn't did he did he drink the first night because Willem Dafoe, like, admonishes him and says, like, it's bad luck not to toast with alcohol or something like that, right? Oh, see, I thought that he just poured a glass of water. Oh, maybe. Because at first he just refused to clink his glass. Right, and doesn't the water taste like shit? Horrible. Because it's from the cistern, which is full of, like, fucking a dead gall and other weird, slimy, cool-looking gunk. Yeah. Cool gunk, dog. <laughs> Sick gunk. Uh. <laughs> you also, like, pretty early on, you can tell that Pattinson does not like seagulls. And I, I really related to him on that because, like, from the get-go, they're annoying to him. And then as the days go on and as his body is abused and as he has to deal with the farty, demanding Willem Dafoe, like the gulls just almost seem to be mocking him, and then they have well, one gull in particular too. Oh, the one that keeps popping up and just looking at him and 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 and, and laughing at him with its one eye. Yeah. Did it have one eye? It has. Oh, it did have one eye. Huh. And I I also think that that plays into something that happens later in the film, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh. Yeah. Shit, yes, because at dinner, um, I think they're having a conversation about uh, about seagulls, and, and Willem Dafoe tells him that they're reincarnated sailors, right? Yeah, they they have the spirits of dead sailors, right? And then he like establishes that it's bad luck to kill a gull because I think Pattinson was probably complaining about them. And he says, "Yeah, you never kill a seagull. Yeah, it's bad luck." And then pretty soon after that, <laughs> he wrecks that. Seal. Okay, was it the next morning that this happens? I think so. I think so because he goes to check out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes to check out the cistern because the water tastes terrible. He opens it up, and it's there's just a dead gull inside. Mm. Uh, which you know that sucks. You got to fish that out, and as he oh he's hung over too at this point, isn't he? Because he finally drank, or maybe not. I don't know. I'm mixing. I don't think so. I kind of feel like I'm losing time, like they did. I'm I'm losing. Oh, I'm all my definitely not going to try to pat, patch this in a linear fashion. There's, yeah. it, it's a wild ride. Totally. In any case, the one-eyed gull is laughing at him, and he has enough. Goes to grab for it, and I actually like that where it almost looks like the gull is on like strings the way that he goes to grab for it and it gets pulled away like 
which maybe is how that happened. I, I haven't really researched the gull actors that were in this film. Him snagging the gull and beating it and beating it and beating it against the side of the cistern by its neck, like holding it by its neck and just slamming it and slam like that was so viscerally shocking. And I don't know how, like they had to have used the corpse of a real gull, right? <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. Well, I'm not saying he killed a gull. I'm saying like maybe one got hit by a car or something and then they used the action. Cause I, I don't know how else you do that. Well, movie I, magic I know, is I pretty incredible. Saying. Yeah. Like, I was going to follow, the, yeah, they, I'm sure that for various reasons they wouldn't have. How's he doing it? But it looked, yeah, like, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just like I was, my mouth was open the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. The, the face that you just made. Yeah. No, the whole, I, just... <laughs> I had like my hands on my yeah. head. Like, oh! I think in the theater I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> And it lasts for a good while like, too. They, like, really, they make it known that he's letting loose some of his frustration. Well, like when he's done, like it looks like he's just holding like a string that's full of guts and feathers. Like there's very little gull left. Oh yeah. It's just flat like <laughs> 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 Like, I feel bad for laughing. Like it's it's just such a crazy thing to watch. Like, oh, it was it was insane. And uh, I think that's like the first time that he really like slips. Yeah, he he's been pretty reserved up until that. I, I think that's the whole thing. Like he finally just lets it all out, yeah. and it just happens to be this very unfortunate seagull. That like, like oh, and I think there's also this is one t like after this happens we get one of our rare instances of music and it's just very dreadful string music mm. that just isn't is very foreboding and we start to see the um the the weather vane is that what they call him see that start to like come oh, yes. move around so it's like uh oh you just did something bad i don't know if uh it's this night it, it might have already happened uh i really yeah, I'm having a hard time storyboarding this, but it's one one of the first nights. Uh, Robert Pattinson's character goes outside at nighttime, uh, but it's like something pulls him out into the water, and he kind of like wades in, like knee or waist deep. Yeah, that's... and I don't know if he gets pulled or if he like falls. Uh, it's like long story short, you you get a a camera view underwater. Yeah, of that's, a mermaid? That, that's pretty early on, I think. Yeah. Because so this golfing happens uh, the day... Be so he's supposed to be there for a month. And the day before he's scheduled to leave is when he kills the gull. So that's like a Which, month, a month yeah. into his stay. Okay, so then the this thing that I'm talking about must be well before it. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like 13 minutes into the movie. Yeah, I think it's within his first couple of days on the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that might actually be one of my, I, I'd probably go as far as to say like top three for horror movie, like just imagery, like in, in terms of like, like the, the way that this thing looks and the sound effects that are used. Mm. You're like that super high, like keening screech. Yeah. And like, I, I, I'm 
really stumbling through this and I'm butchering what I'm trying to say, but basically you and I have discussed like how hard it is to create that feeling of fear when you're looking directly at a monster. Totally. This is horrifying. Like it's Did you chilling. find it scary? I found it, I found it like, man, it, it scared, this scared me very much. Huh. I, I loved it. Like I, I was equally enchanted. Maybe I'm thinking the of the wrong time. thing because I, I remember thinking this mermaid was hot as shit. There's two scenes. Right. So this is underwater. Yeah. It's black and white. Yeah. And it's just slowly moving like ever so slowly towards the camera, but it's distant enough. Like I, it made me feel as though I was trapped underwater. Yeah. I couldn't move. And this mysterious foreign creature yeah. is just slowly approaching you Hell super yeah. confidently. And that shrill screeching noise was the thing that sealed it. Like and the, it's like the, building oh. and building and building, right? Yeah. And, and the, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it really builds to a point where like it gets so loud and like you get, you get an eyeful of it. But I think also the fact that it is black and white and it's so well lit, it looks just like raw footage. Yeah. Yeah. And I was horrified and I like, I loved it. I, I rewound and I, I swear I watched that bit like 10 times. Um, but the bit that you might be thinking about is <laughs> I, I, I think it's like a dream segment where he finds what he just thinks is a woman washed up on the shore at one point. Oh yeah. And he's like, yeah, he, he moves some kelp and I think some like nets and he's like, Oh, a lady. <laughs> um, but he like starts running his hand along her torso. But when it hits her upper thigh, it's like covered in scales. Yeah. Like you just, this woman is gorgeous. Oh yeah. But she's also smiling and she confidently just like sits up and stares at him. Oh yeah. That, that part was scary. That... And then lets out the same shriek. Yeah. And once again, like this film got me twice where I just <laughs> felt like I was, like it's I, I had view. Yeah, and I, I had the same feeling I got watching horror movies as a kid where I was just paralyzed on my couch. <laughs> I like and I, I think that's a lot of what impressed me so much with this film. Like it it scared me in a way that I haven't been scared for so long. Being able to just look directly at something. Mm -hmm. But the film also has some laughs too. <laughs> like Oh, it sure does. Like yeah, it, it's and th this is something that I didn't think that the witch had. Like, I felt like you go through the entirety of the witch not really uh, having a moment to breathe. Yeah, there's or... really no levity. It's just oppressive all the time. Yeah, and th this film definitely has a few points of pressure relief, and they're always just bangers. Oh, yeah. Like, even, like, the little farts here and there are, like, fine. It's like, whatever. Like... Less, they're less funny than because I'm not. I, mean, I, I don't really like toilet Yuma, but uh, like the the farts are not so much funny as they are like an establishment of how annoying it would be to live with this fucking old man. You, you know how I feel <laughs> about fart jokes. Um, I've I'm almost never impressed, but the they they're all worth it if only for that bit near the end. When Robert Pattinson is finally just losing it on Willem Dafoe, and he's like, "What? And your farts?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your goddamn farts. 
Man, I, I like say that to myself when I wake myself up in the middle of the night as I'm farting. Like, uh, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where, uh, where were we? <laughs> Man, I don't know. Oh, yeah, funny parts. I mean, that's really... Yeah, that's, those bits just really got me. Uh, yes, yeah, like, I don't know. I was I was really impressed that he was able to do the the comedy writing so well, mm-hmm. and it was it was always at the perfect time because I, I think one of like the highlights in this film, and I don't know what the timestamp is. Let's say it's like halfway through, because I, I think it's the the day after the ship doesn't pick them up. Yeah, so the day after he kills the gull, the wind has changed. Uh, like dramatically and is preventing the relief fairy from coming and picking them up. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, just one of the uh, real like shining moments in this movie is a day or two, maybe three after they haven't been picked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're drinking together. Yeah, well, they... So, after the storm comes, uh, and actually after... Right after he, um, uh, Pattinson finds the mermaid, he runs back to the ca- the cottage, and um, uh, Willem Dafoe tells him that their rations are all spoiled because of the storm or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they go looking for emergency rations and pull up like a box of gin. Yeah, like like a full crate just. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess they they just start getting drunk together every single night. <laughs> but the the scene that I'm thinking of is when they're they're drinking and they're having a good time until Robert Pattinson starts talking about food and like what he would, what he would give for like a steak. Yeah, and then Willem Dafoe is like, "Well, I mean, you like my lobster, though, right?" <laughs> you, don't, you, you gotta don't... tell me that you like my lobster. <laughs> yeah. What's, yeah, he's like, you like my cooking, don't you? And then, uh, you at least like my lobster. I, I <laughs> knows you. I knows you likes my lobster. I've it's seen. Like I've seen you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like with like you can see him. I'm like, please. Um, <laughs> but Robert Pattinson just won't say it, so he places a sea curse on him. <laughs> no, I. I didn't ever say that to myself, so now I see like the comedy just in. I think that there there might be something else that sparks it. They, they get into a bit of a heated discussion, but first off, wow, holy smokes! Like the delivery on Willem Dafoe's part, because man, he has like three or four. I think it's three moments where he just goes off on like a blundering rant, uh, and it's incredible every time. Oh, for sure, I just think that. <clears throat> this one really t- takes the cake. This is the one where he's talking about Poseidon and stuff, right? Yeah. And and he's just staring down at him. And I don't even know if he blinks. Fuck, I don't know. And it, it, like this is it, it. It appears to have all been just like, this. This is just one take. The resolution is just Robert Pattinson like exhausted on the ground, like. Okay, man, like, I, I, I like your lobster. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Is this... This is around the same time where they have the... Um, 
Oh no, that comes later. Never mind. What are you thinking of? I'm thinking of the they're sitting in their room and I don't remember what they were talking about, but Willem Dafoe just says, What? And then <laughs> says, says, What? What? <laughs> what? And then they just go back and forth and back and forth and build and build and build and build. And it's... I, I, I love... I mean, my biggest fear is going insane, I think. I think, like, madness. Madness is, is the thing that scares me the most out of anything. And, uh, and I love watching these guys just devolve into complete insanity. Although you think, I mean, Willem Dafoe's probably already been there. Oh, this character's, yeah, he, he's, he's in pretty deep. I mean, we think he is. But then towards the climax of the film, you start to question what the reality of their situation actually is. They did such a good job of that. Like, you feel insane watching it. And it's yeah. like, it's so seamless. And like, there's no, there's no point that I could point to that, that like marks a, a definite transition into unreality. Everything is just so seamlessly blended together. No, it just slowly happens. Uh, this is also probably a good time to point out the fact that you and I have definitely had that exact same conversation several times. Oh, the madness one. What? What? <laughs> Which conversation? What? I fucking hate you. <laughs> Holy shit. Which conversation? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> You know, this makes me think of the times that I've had nightmares where I'm in a social situation and uh, I'll be I'll be saying something and I'll think someone's telling me a joke and I start laughing and then I realize that they were completely serious and that I've completely misinterpreted what they were saying. And uh, it goes along with that whole madness thing, you know, where you can't really trust your, your interpretation of reality. Isn't, the, isn't that fun? <laughs> Please don't ever let me develop schizophrenia. And if we have any schizophrenic listeners, um, I'm so sorry. And uh, uh, let's cut this. Let's, yeah, let's cut that whole schizophrenia part. I'll, I'll, I'll cut this as well, but I'm just like... I'd feel so bad if someone was assigned myself to be like, alright, this is your, your schizo buddy. He's going to make sure that you don't go schizophrenic. And then you're also just like, what? Hey... Like, <laughs> you got my back too, right? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, anyway, I, I, I feel there's, there's no way that within a reasonable time frame I could talk about everything I enjoyed about this film. They made such good use of... Like, like, like there's, there's no waste of time. Um, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Every second, even when there isn't something overtly wild happening it's still like i was enraptured the entire time 
At least the first time when I was at the theater. When I was watching at home, I got distracted by playing a little bit of cribbage. Um, but uh, otherwise, it is extremely engaging. That, that, yeah, that, that, that is a sweet word, though. Holy smokes. Yeah, dude. Enraptured. It means exactly what 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 it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Holy uh, shit. Cool. Um, also, before I forget to mention that scene of... Before we keep... I'm, I'm more than likely just going to keep referring them... Referring to them by their actor... But their, their actual names. Yeah, I think that's the most easy and fun way to talk about characters. Yeah, but just to verify, both of them are named Tom, correct? So, yeah, there's Thomas Wake, is played by Willem Dafoe. He's the old man. And then um, Pattinson plays a character called Ephraim Winslow, who we later find out was actually the identity that he assumed uh, of his former foreman when he was a timberman up in Canada. Uh, his, his foreman died in an accident that he totally could have prevented, but just kind of on purpose let, him, let it happen. He assumes this guy's identity and then comes out to work at the lighthouse I guess, to kind of, like, figure his life out. Anyway, his name mm -hmm. is Thomas, uh... Tommy, uh... Tomalama Ding Dong! Uh, no, what's his name? <laughs> Thomas Howard. Alright, so the rubber patents and Thomas. Tommy! Uh, there's a scene where he, like, goes to empty their bedpans. Yeah. In the morning. And it's a horrible windy day. And he goes to, like, the edge of the rocks and just thrusts them into the air. And I thought it was funny that they actually made a point of mentioning that the wind changed direction the day before. Mm -hmm. So it insinuates that he's built a habit of facing a certain direction. Oh, right. Man, and yeah, you picked up a lot of these good little details. Like, I mean, I don't need to go into detail to just describe what happens, but was, I felt... They call that the Wet Lebowski. <laughs> that's one of mine. Did you actually think about that? Yeah, that just happened. Dude, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Oh. On that note, too, I find it, it was kind of interesting because that scene is followed up with him pushing around a wheelbarrow in the pouring rain oh yeah dude the rain here is just so for, for just a moment the rain almost seemed nice well is this like after he'd been pissed upon by his own actions yeah yeah well then yeah you would want the rain to be beating down on you as hard as possible yeah, and like it's the only scene where the rain looks appealing. Man, can you imagine the smell of that fucking cottage? I, I don't want to. Just two unwashed men on a cold rock who have just been doing nothing but farting and drinking liquor and eating seafood. And actually, at some point, once the liquor runs out, they're drinking turpentine mixed with honey, which oh. is totally fine. And I'm sure did not at all contribute to their madness. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't even... I, I remember hearing them say, 
like when you said mixed with honey, that rings a bell. I, I did not I register turpentine. Yeah, I, I I actually thought that what they were drinking was um the kerosene for the um for the lantern up top, but I just read that it was turpentine and honey. Wouldn't drinking kerosene just kill you? Well, that's... Wouldn't drinking turpentine just kill you? I don't know, dude. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm not going to try... I don't, I don't know my... Like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that you can ingest most things at least a little bit at a time, and you'll be kind of... A little bit of bleach to just clean you out. <laughs> hey, you know what? My president recommended it. <laughs> Sorry, you're freezing up. Just... Say again. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just... I, I can't remember what I was saying. So, something, something about Bleach. There are... I, th I think there's two or three scenes where Robert Pattinson is masturbating to the mermaid figurine. Yeah, the little scrimshaw. And at one point in time, he's in this very small little wooden shack. Yeah, it's like outside. a boathouse or a shed or something. Yeah, but the rain is just... Like, the... the this roof needs redoing. <laughs> and it looks so cold. And he's he's got his like overall style attire just kind of like down around his ankles. Yeah. So he just needs to pull up these wet clothes. Yeah. Looked like a horrible time. And he 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 sees it through. Have you never tried um going out in the middle of a rainstorm um and uh jerking off into the wind? <laughs> I don't think that was a no. The, the, for a few seconds when you started asking that, I actually had a thought where I was like, man, Josh should maybe go into acting. Like, that, that was really well delivered. I was oh, like, he's you. actually going to ask. He's not making a joke. <laughs> he, he's shocked. The, the fact that I haven't done this means I, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, you're the freak in this situation. So many scenes just made me feel physically uncomfortable. This film got a lot of physical response for me. Hmm. Like, I, I feel as though I was... Uh, you know when you go to the movie theater and they show those little clips before? They're, they're not trailers. They're, like, advertising, like, new 3D technology. or like Oh, yeah, totally. Something about the speakers and the people in their seats are watching movies in a way that no one watches movies. Like, they've got the popcorn, like, whoa! <laughs> They're, like, tilting side to side. And, like, yeah. yeah, I was... This film got quite a bit of movement out of me. Like, I'm pretty sure I had both my feet up on the couch at one point, And, like, I, I was squirming around at a lot of this. I, I was really invested. Like, the, the, the whole thing was, like, going on a horrifying amusement park. Attraction. I would I would go on the lighthouse the ride. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that I would. Yeah. It would be very cold and very wet and very painful and Yeah, it doesn't actually sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I was I was about to respond with oh absolutely, dude. And I just immediately <laughs> remembered like the bedpan discussion. <laughs> They would, they would incorporate that. Well, of course they would. Um, um. So, okay, uh, to your point about the um, 
the one-eyed gall that I yes. hadn't picked up on. So at some point, Robert Pattinson finds the corpse of the former assistant who Willem Dafoe claimed went insane and died. Well, I, I think he just finds his head, doesn't he? No, I think he finds the whole body like buried under something. Oh, but yeah, half of the face like is missing. Trap or something. Oh, maybe it is just the head. Either way, like it, it, it serves the same purpose. So. Yeah, half the face is missing, right? Well, he, he is missing an eye. Right. It looked really cool. It looked very cool. It looked very cool. Yeah. It, yeah, sure did. Th- this was... And I know that we've already discussed the lighting, but they, they made such a good use of the black and white with the fact that like they, they really overemphasized the darks. Yeah. In a lot of scenes, and it made the makeup and all these prosthetics, all the visual effects look that much more believable. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Wow. Yeah, man. Oh, and that, that when he mentions it with Willem Dafoe, like he like mentions finding the, the, yeah. the dude. Like, things just get so uncomfortable, but he doesn't even really seem that shocked. Who, Willem Dafoe, or... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Well, at this point, so I think when he's confronted him with that knowledge, um, this is when we start to really get confused about, like, what is happening. Because he's, like, Willem Dafoe starts talking about how... They've only been there for a couple of days. Um, and that... Uh, that Robert Pattinson confessed in his sleep to killing... Or to to, assume, to, to, to the fact that he was actually Thomas Howard. Mm, yes. Um, and... Uh, basically turns everything... Oh, this is... Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, so after he has his sweet jerk-off scene, <laughs> I think he starts to drag the uh, like the dinghy, the little wooden boat that they have. He's like had enough, and he's going to get off the island. And then Willem Dafoe comes with an axe and destroys the boat, chases him back to the um, their cottage. And that chase scene, I think that was used in the trailer, but like... Willem Dafoe on his bum leg chasing after him in the rain with the axe above his head. Like, that's um, that's embedded in my memory. That was also the scene where I didn't... Like, I officially realized that I don't know the actual events that are taking place on this island. Mm-hmm. Because when they get back into the building, mm-hmm. and they, like, you know, they, they kind of talk it over for a little bit. He puts down the axe. But then Willem Dafoe states that he was the one being chased. Yeah, and that Robert, Robert Pattinson is the one that destroyed the boat like a madman. And this is where the timeline thing starts getting fucked up. Yeah, and then the, they have that little, like, really heated verbal debate. And I think this is where they get into, like, this is near the climax, and they actually get into a physical physical altercation. Yeah. And we have, oh man, I'm pretty, this is, we get so many cool... Scenes because uh, Willem Dafoe's appearance changes several times, right? And one of them is like he's in like a Poseidon type 
Yeah, he's like covered in shells and has a very nautical, kingly look about him. Yeah. I okay. I don't remember. Speaking of visuals, I don't remember where it hits, but there's like this, this flashing of, like there's logs and then like tentacles moving beneath like seaweed and stuff like these flashes and i think this he also sees the mermaid again and her sweet mermaid vagina that like is disgustingly attractive i mean it's i mean it's just disgusting that's totally not i definitely wouldn't i don't like seafood <laughs> i just I'm wanted to so... talk about the fit for the, the fish vagina i'm sorry it looked more attractive than i expected it to yeah, totally. Dude. <laughs> you saying you wouldn't, you wouldn't take that to Pound Town? Come on, man. <laughs> I don't trust it for a second. The mermaid horrified me. And... Oh, she, she's sexy. You can have a bunch of like weird little fish babies. I'm pretty sure that the conversation itself is driving me to go insane. So for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, you can find me firmly in the camp of yes, I will. Bang the mermaid, and uh, I guess Cole is on the other side of that fence. We got ourselves a real Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson scenario here. Uh, Although I think both of them would have banged the mermaid. Oh yes, yeah. You know, ask me the ask me the same question if I'm stranded on a creepy lighthouse island for like six weeks. Hell yeah! I think that the easiest way I can describe my feelings in this situation is um the relationship with howard moon and old greg <laughs> you left me can i uh, pretend to do that greg <laughs> I actually watched that episode last night oh nice yeah i have a feeling that greg's mangina doesn't look too much different from this mermaid's we'll stop talking about it We're, we don't need to <laughs> Uh, to, to your point, though, the like that that whole nightmarish segment is like, yeah, it, uh, it's visually very disturbing and pleasing. Yeah, it, t- it takes you on a wild ride. Yeah, after they get into the the scuffle, and Robert Pattinson like uh, strings Willem Dafoe up, mm-hmm. he he basically just buries him alive. Yeah. Well, this is after. Well, he's so he's already beaten Willem Dafoe half to death with his fists, and then hmm. Willem Dafoe gets up and attacks him with the axe, and actually gets him with it. But then, right. how does he? How does he overcome that? Him again? Does he take the axe away from him? Uh, he he, I'm wanting to say that he does. If not, I, I'm pretty sure he hits him. He hits him with something. Right. I think that you are correct. I'm pretty sure he gets the axe. Mm-hmm. And then he, oh, and then he, in a very, very bizarre scene, he leads Willem Dafoe outside on all fours and has him acting like a dog. Gets him into a hole that he's dug and begins to bury him. And as he's burying him, Willem Dafoe delivers another one of his, like, beautiful, haunting speeches. Yeah, and watching that is dangerously uncomfortable. He he keeps his 
one thing like this is just so impressive, but he manages to keep his eyes open for so much of this while he's getting dirt. And I'm pretty sure one of them, one of them hits him right in the face. Oh yeah. Multiple, uh, but he gets, like he gets dirt in his mouth and. Oh, for sure. It's just there, there was one that like, yeah. I, I, I remember feeling the impact because like his eyes are open and you just see so much dirt. <laughs> make contact and it gets right in his mouth and he he somehow manages to like flutter his eyes open again Mm -hmm. and just talking through like oh man that must have been i hate to think about the amount of takes that that scene took i hope i hope just one yeah all right all right well i'm back in the pit in the pit uh, that that's pretty much i think that's right before the climax right where um robert, robert pattinson finally we didn't really discuss but uh willem defoe's character does not allow robert pattinson to the actual bulb area well, of the light yeah he's never let him um into the the light area and in fact um when he Robert Pattinson is burying him and he jumps into the pit and like cradles Willem Dafoe's head for, for that moment you think like oh he's come to his senses he regrets killing this guy and then you just see him go for the keys oh right yeah he still had him on his person I, mm-hmm. I was wondering yeah I, I can remember how yeah yeah like you, you think he's got remorse and then he's just I don't know maybe he did and then remembered the light at the top because we also didn't mention the fact that we see Willem Dafoe nightly disrobe upon entering the lantern room and do something in there. Yeah. They, I think that they, they show one scene where it's just on his face and he's pushed up against the wall and he looks very exhausted, but at the same time, just, romanced by whatever he's looking at yeah and that's oh yeah the 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 ending scene with robert pattinson too is so cool to look at because he's also whatever he's seen like they they open up this little yeah so so he gets up he oh him crawling up to the the top of the lighthouse with like a bum arm in the keys in his hand i think it was and he's just like on all he's just step by step crawling up the stairs uh like that struggle and that the like again nothing in this film felt wasted and watching him like we watch him struggle up the stairs for a good long time but it was to a purpose like it didn't get boring it didn't like my tension didn't flag it was him I don't know, just that his his struggle made... I don't know how to phrase that. It feels very climactic. Yes. Like, it's that last final mm-hmm. push. Mm-hmm. But when he finally gets... When he finally gets to the top, and he opens up the casing to the light, and we get the that last scene on his face, mm-hmm. and it starts just well lit... And like he's he, oh man he, he's got such a 
perfect amount of blood on his face. Like, yeah. it, it, the, the, the placement's really cool. And he just starts laughing, has, like, just, just manically. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Manically? Yeah, you got it, man. But the contrast just keeps turning up. I don't, it's, it, not the, it's the brightness gets turned up. It's not the contrast. Oh, yeah, I guess that would make more... Because it, it like, just, blasts yeah. out the color. Yeah, like, the, the, the whites really shine. Like, it, it almost looks like the inside of his mouth is glowing at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It... And the sound of... It, like, because you never really hear him laugh. It's just sort of, like, a wash of sound. But then as you see him, like, manically losing his mind... um. Or I don't even know if he's losing his mind or if he's just so um, exalted that the prize was worth it. Like, he finally got to see what was in the light and it was exactly what he wanted it to be or something. Or even more than he could have dreamed. Um, But, like, just the sound... When you realize that what the sound is, is just, like, his overblown laughter. Yeah, yeah. It's just heavily distorted in such a good way. We we've definitely said it, but the sound design in this film is really next level. It, multiple points in this film, I was just blown away with the sound, mm-hmm. and yeah, like the pairing with the visual too. Because this last scene is another scene that I rewound just to rewatch right. multiple. You know what I actually just realized too is as the light intensifies, you see like the the dark blood on his face kind of seems to get washed away just because the light is so bright that it like changes the 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 contrast on his face. But it almost looks like it symbolizes like the purifying light, like washing away all of his sins. That he's given, like, everything that he's done up until this point is worth it? it the, the, uh... I, I definitely see what you mean by the the feeling of everything that he has done being worth it. The washing away of his sins, though, I picture him in, like, the booth with, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, hey, all can be forgiven. Well, I suppose it all started when I smashed that seagull. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I I I loved this film from yeah. start to finish. It is I, I, talking about it has made me really really excited to rewatch it. I'm tempted to do that immediately after we're nice. finished recording. Uh, either way, it, it's definitely going to be viewed multiple times in my future. I I, I can't it's, recommend it enough. It's, it's an it's, instant classic, man. Like it's it's. This is the kind of movie that if and when I ever have a family, I will be showing my kids. Like, I do think that this has the makings of a film that will be... Uh, I think it's got horror film history to mm-hmm. it, where it's, yeah, it. It's a notable piece. For what it is, it, it's perfect. I don't, I don't think there's anything they, that they could have done to make it better. Um, and I can't wait to see what robert eggers does next i'm yeah very very excited to see yeah um yeah i'm going to give this one 91 gulls smashed out of 
100. Yeah, man. I, uh, I, man, two people, two people in this fucking, well, two and a half with the, ooh, two and a half men. Uh, like a sitcom version of this where there's the mermaid and the two insane people. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Uh, and then the seagull plays uh, their mother. Um, no, uh, yeah, with with two people essentially in the entire film, it, it, it's so powerful. I I don't know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, I, I yeah, I'm gonna I don't I, I, I'm losing my fucking mind trying to think of a think of a think of a what. <laughs> I'm going to give it 94 smashed gulls. Very cool. Yeah, I like I said, instant classic. This is this isn't a this this feels like an important movie. Loved it. Yeah. Um so hey all you creeps out there get in touch. Send us an email at uh cddlpod at gmail.com. Or slide right into our DMs like a like a greasy tentacle uh, on our Instagram page at cddlpod. Um, stay dry out there. Nope, that's that's a bad one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Keep it creepy, y'all. Thanks for listening, and have a magical night. I'll know if you don't. Let's see what we get.